When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't have a job to find. And if I work tonight, I'm so tired tonight, I'll fall asleep when I'm home, when I'm home. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here. Uh, on Patreon on Thursday or in the main feed on Friday. Uh, we are recording this on Wednesday, so if something has happened on Thursday, we are we are not aware of it. My name is Kenny, joined as always by Finley Martin. Finn, how are you this? This well, it's not a warm Wednesday, but it's we feel warm in our hearts, right? Uh, That's the chance. Well, it, it is down here in Lancaster. I went out today for the first time this year without a coat. Couldn't believe how warm it was. So it does feel like Spring has arrived at last. <laughs> Finally. Um, yeah. So, yeah, very pleasant here in Lancaster. There you go. Well, uh, obviously, I'm moving tomorrow, so that's why we're, we're pre-recording this, so that we can kind of get it in the can. Uh, but the big news, Finn, coming out of yesterday was the initial pre-sale for AEW's All In Show at Wembley. Uh, sold 36,000 tickets, um, which has got to be for... For the because there's another pre-sale today, I believe, and then there's the main sale on Friday. Um, I mean, they couldn't really ask for a, a better start than what I think they've they've gotten. How do you kind of assess the uh, the success rate? I guess of, of this being the number they've got on this pre-sale day. Yeah, yeah, great. I mean, it's terrific for them. Terrific news, and um, yeah, lots of people signed up for it, and um, lots of people have. You know, spend money on AEW, which is what it's all about. It's mm-hmm. all about getting people to put their hands in the pocket and and support the company. 
I mean, so yeah, really good. Yeah, thirty six thousand tickets. Um, so what can you say other than tremendous news? I mean, that I believe um, SummerSlam when they tickets first went on sale, I think they only sold thirty two thousand for SummerSlam. Right, and then so Clash of the still- Castle was thirty three, right as well. It was it was. Yes, something like that sort of exceeded those numbers. Um, I'm sure AEW's elated, ecstatic, and yeah. everything else in between. So, uh, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll be working hard now to to cap, you know, keep the momentum going. You know, keep the keep. The, and I'm sure you know once once Punk comes back, I'm sure you'll get a little boost again. There should hopefully be little boosts that keep happening as time goes on. Um, to, towards the show, see what the card is, see who's on it. Um, but yeah, I think it's really good for the wrestling business that AEW have been able to come over and do this because you know it does. Even though WWE, as we've talked about before, are why by a wide margin more popular than AEW in the UK, like by miles. Stuff like this is good because it keeps WWE on their toes of doing more stuff over here. And um, you know, I mean, this summer we've got Money in the Bank, we've got All In, so a good summer to be a British wrestling fan because you don't need to you know, uh, hop on a plane to America if they want to go and see a big wrestling show. Oh, exactly. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I thought it would do well. Um, I mean, I think it'd be interesting to see how they do in time, over time AEW, because it's obviously got really, you know, loyal, hardcore audience who are hungry for it. Mm-hmm. It's a mainstream. I'm not sure how mainstream AEW is. So I'm not sure once the initial surge is over how many tickets they'll sell yeah so i think people are people are obviously have bought tickets because it's at wembley which is a draw in itself it's the first show in the uk lots of you want to say we were at the first show you know you've got this novelty of it being the first show and it being at wembley stadium i mean a lot of people just you know want to say that they were there let's be honest mm-hmm. um, so i mean as far as what happens next you know who you know? I don't think they need Goldberg now, so I think we can sort of say they don't need to spend a lot of money on Goldberg because they're going to hit fifty thousand tickets, aren't they? Let's face it, fairly easily, and maybe more, maybe sixty thousand, and that's a huge success. I mean, let's face it: if they don't sell any more tickets, it's already a success in my book. Yeah, I mean, even that's that's the thing. Even if they were to not sell one more ticket it's been a worthwhile experiment for them to yeah. do so but i mean they're, they're, they're gonna sell more you know they're well, of course they're, yeah, yeah. this pretty much guarantees them over forty thousand. oh yeah, yeah for sure yeah absolutely. probably 50 i would say based on you know the, the on sales and stuff but yeah i mean it's, it's going to be interesting to see i mean hopefully they've got people over here in the uk who are kind of going right okay let's map out a media plan and um, let's get people kind of knowing what AEW is um where they can find it and um yeah and then also i think once we you know hopefully there'll be more information soon on is this a is this a pay-per-view what's the how's it going to be broadcast but yeah i mean the the thing is it's smart from the perspective of it's their first show over here and if you're going to do something like this do it for the first one because you're gonna i mean you're gonna you're gonna get the most amount of people coming to it if it's the first one and then i think if they're smart after that when they come back again you know, do do maybe a tour of the UK where you know you do a Wednesday Dynamite, then you do a house shows Thursday Friday, and you do a Saturday Collision. And, you know, you kind of 
get around the country as well. Because, you know, the people in all parts, I mean, Manchester would do really well for a show, I'm sure. Glasgow. Um, there's loads of places that they could go and run place, run, run places after Wembley. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it all pans out for them. Um, yes. <clears throat> obviously, usually we cover um, AEW Dynamite of Hidden Handles. That's tonight, so we've not been able to yet. Um, they have announced... WWE have announced that is that there will be a tournament uh, because Indy Hartwell has had to vacate the NXT Women's Championship so she's now going to obviously be on Raw so there's going to be a <clears throat> tournament to determine a new champion I mean this is due to the injury she suffered last week right or is it, or is it because she's gone to Raw I think it's because she's gone to Raw Right. Okay. I assume. I mean, it's maybe a chance to do a double whammy, right? She's. But the weird one is going to be they've announced there's going to be an NXT tag team, NXT women's tag team title match with Isla Dawn and Alba Fire defending the titles against Katana Chance and Caden Carter. But both those teams have been drafted. Yes. So I don't really know who you put the belts on um, if they've both been drafted. It's a bit of a weird one. So. Well, it's the, wasn't that set for last night, Kenny? Is it not next? Is is it already happened? <laughs> Do you want to just look that up? I'm sure. I oh, thought they was... did. Yeah. So they so they, they retained their titles last night. Okay. Look at me. I'm moving house. My head's up, Mars. Um. But so they've retained. But I mean, does that now mean that Isla Dawn and Alba Fire then relinquish the titles because they're going to SmackDown? I assume that. I mean, here's one thing I think that's worth a conversation: is they need to figure out going forward a better way to deal with the belts because it's just. A mess, you know. This Rhea Ripley's on uh, Raw. She's the SmackDown Women's Champion. Bianca's on SmackDown. She's the Raw Women's Champion. You're drafting up champions, but there doesn't really seem to be a plan of what's happening with the belts they've got in NXT. Like it doesn't seem, you know, if people are going to fight for these belts and we're meant to take them seriously and we're meant to invest in them, then you know you'd expect the company to put a bit more effort in with this. Well, I think they will do. I mean, they're just going to get backlash out of the way. Everything, we move on to the new um, rosters from next Monday. So I think an announcement will either be made at Backlash or it'll be made on Raw. Or maybe it'll be made on SmackDown. I don't know. But I I expect an announcement within the next week and that belts will switch hands. I mean, with Isla Dawn and Alba Fire as tag team champions, I would think that they'll defend the belts and probably drop them at the next NXT um, premium live event, which is Battleground, isn't it? Battleground's coming up. Uh, I oh, no, the next the next one's oh this is for NXT. Yeah, I think NXT's for NXT. That's yeah. right. Yeah, for NXT. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's coming up, um, and I would think that they're going to drop the belts there. I would have said um, because they can't be champions. For you know that much longer, I wouldn't have thought. I mean, it doesn't as you say it doesn't really make any sense, does it? No, and I mean, because the thing is, I mean, the the thing about the the, the main roster belts that's you know we had that thing with Becky and Charlotte where they just swapped belts, and like I mean that's so lazy to have just the swapping of belts. Like with Bianca and Rhea, I mean, they could have even done something where they go, do you know what? Bianca and Rhea have been drafted to these brands, so they're going to have a match at Backlash, and the winner gets to decide what what brand they want to be on and that's the champion they are. It's still convoluted, but at least it's something rather than just swapsies that we get. Um, 
Well, I, I don't really know which way around you, you do it because, I mean, Rhea Ripley, as we know, she won Raw Rumble. Then mm-hmm. she decided to challenge Charlotte Flair because Charlotte Flair had beaten her at WrestleMania three years earlier. Yeah. So that was a hurdle that she needed to overcome. She saw, she saw Charlotte Flair as the top woman in WWE and her title was the most prestigious, you know, and that was a goal she needed to lose later to rest. And she defeated Charlotte and became champ while she's a raw wrestler. So I'm not really sure how they do this thing that you're just proposing because Bianca Belair was the Raw Women's Champion. So in order for that Charlotte-Rhea Ripley match to happen in the way that it did, she had to challenge the person that she did who was on SmackDown. So I, I don't really see how you can get around that. And I'm glad they did what they did, because Rhea versus Bianca would have just been, you know, a kind of average, because that's Bianca for you. Yeah, but I mean, there's got, to be, there's got to be a way after you do that, you know, after you have Rhea win at WrestleMania, if you know a month later you're going to be doing this swap to just yeah. do something in a storyline that could help this go along. You know, because it, it, I mean, there's so many questions coming out of the draft of, you yeah. know, what's happening? Why, why? Who was actually making the draft picks? I mean, if you think about it, it gives you a bit of a headache. But... um yeah, I mean, she she had to have that flexibility as a rumble winner to be able to choose whichever champion that she wanted to face. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, I'm not sure, you know, how there's a solution to any of that because that was the match she needed to have, and that was the match that we needed to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, they've got the creative team to come up with something after WrestleMania if they're going yeah. to do this, do this split. You know, we 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 often in this podcast, you know, whenever we are kind of complaining about something or we're kind of critiquing something we tend to always come up with like a suggestion of what we think would be an idea of some kind and you know to me there, there's got to be something better than than the belt swap and if they, i really hope i'm under underselling what they're going to do but i i do fear we're going to get the old belt swap segment which you know because was there not one with tag teams as well was there not one with the, the usos in the new day at one point or the usos in the street profits or the New Day in the Street Profits, where one was Raw Tag Champs and one was SmackDown, and then they got drafted, so they just swapped them? Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, what do they do? Do they just not draft champions? Is that the way that they avoid this, sidestep this problem in future? I mean, I'm not really sure. I mean, I suppose that would be one way of doing it and saying, well, if you're the champion on this brand, then you are not eligible for the draft until you lose the belt. I mean, that could yeah. be one way around it. I mean, I imagine they're going to have to do a belt swap segment next week sometime. Otherwise, it's just, as you say, it's just going to be messy. You know, yeah. I've just looked up Battleground, by the way. That's May 28th, which is a uh, NXT special. And I would think if they don't drop the belts before then, Alba Fire, Isla Dawn will have a match there and lose the belt. Surely they can't do another vacancy? No, it would feel like that's, yeah, it would feel that that wasn't. Yeah, that's that's not what I would imagine would happen. But I mean, yeah, hopefully Indy Howell should should lose the belt in the ring, not vacate it. Yeah, you would, you would, you. I mean, Indy at least with Indy Howell, she had the injury, so you can kind of say you could say that's part of it. But with with I think because Isla Dawn and Alba Fire defended the titles last night, it kind of feels like I don't know. Maybe they pull double duty for a month. You know, we've seen that before. Yeah, where people stick around. I mean that that weekend that you mentioned. Um, May 27th, we've got the Night of Champions in 
Saudi Arabia, and then May twenty eighth, we've got Battleground and Double or Nothing on the same day. So yeah, <laughs> that'll be a crazy weekend. Yeah, um, so, which uh, yeah, there's a lot of big shows then. Yeah, May twenty eighth. So um, I did yeah. read it actually. To, to, not to, I don't want to bring up any PTSD for you, Finn, but um, I did read on Fightful Select the reason that the Queen and King of the Ring was changed to Knight of Champions was to facilitate the crowning of this new belt, this new world title belt. That's yeah. the idea behind it. So at least there's there's a reason that, <laughs> uh, that you had to write <laughs> words that became obsolete afterwards. Um, yes, it did. But I mean, but the point that I made, if you read it in the magazine, still stands. Yes. And it was a point that I wanted to make. And, um, you know, it's the old wrestling echo chamber groupthink approach. And it's like, you know, it bores bores me to tears. Um, it's like, you know, gives people some credit if they deserve it, even if you hate them. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so elsewhere, um, in in more in other news, uh, Cody Rhodes finally made a comment about the about Roman Reigns. You know, we've been wondering what the kind of what the comment would be. So he was doing doing an interview with Comic Book Nation. And he addressed uh, Roman, his goals, and the world heavyweight title. And Cody said, the goal is the same, is the best way to put it. The goal is the same for me as a sports entertainer, as a wrestler. I came here wanting one thing. It doesn't mean other stories won't happen that will also be finished. And it doesn't mean that there aren't other milestones. And we're talking about the good things, like video game covers and things like that today. But the most important thing to me is still the championship that sits on Roman's shoulders. And it's the biggest match that WWE could do. But it would take a great deal of mountains to be moved for that rematch to even happen. So the goal is the same for me, and I just kind of have to see it through and do the work. Um, mm. He then went on later on to say that um, although Roman is his ultimate goal, he is fully invested in becoming the World Heavyweight Champion. He said, that's the title that represents Raw. That's the title of the main events for Raw. That's the title that is the franchise title for the USA Network. So I can't say I don't want it. I can't say that's not something that would be, if you look and revise your goals and say, okay, this is the route we have to go, especially particularly with me being drafted to Monday Night Raw, and that might might be more of a case of, like I just said, a story, a different story. The goal is still the same for me, but by no mean, no means am I, or should anyone be looking down on the new World Championship because it's one of those things. I think in time, people will hopefully come to love and revere. It's being positioned as the lead title for the brand itself, and it will take a lead individual to do it and handle it. And Raw has a stacked roster, so I definitely want to throw myself in the mix. How do you assess his responses? Well, he has to say that, doesn't he? <laughs> he could hardly say, well, I'm not interested in this championship because I want the belts that Roman Reigns holds because he defeated me at WrestleMania and I still feel like that's my destiny and that's the culmination of my story uh, is to win the most prestigious and you know longest reigning, well, at least the WWE title's the longest reigning title in, in the company. Um so he really has to say that. Um, I guess we'll find out on Raw on Monday who's going to be in the tournament, or maybe they'll give us some indication on Monday of who's going to be in this tournament at um, at Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope we don't get you know quarterfinals, semifinals, final in on one night. I hope it's just semis in the final because yes. it just cheapens. Each, each appearance by a wrestler if the two finalists have to wrestle three times in one night. I never thought that. I mean, it did work, I guess, 
with Bret Hart, King of the Ring in 93. But most times when people wrestled three times in one night in a tournament, it never really worked. It was not memorable because the matches were too short or, you know, and you got sick of seeing the same person do the same thing over and over. I mean, Bret was definitely the exception to the rule at King of the Ring 93. And that was a huge turning point for him in his career as, you know, any fan of his or anyone who's familiar with that period of WWE history, WWF history would will will be keenly aware of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a weird one with Cody because we talked about this last week or the week before, whenever it was, um, is that if Cody enters the tournament and loses, it means he's failed again, doesn't it? Which yeah, I think is going to be difficult because we're supposed to view him as a top guy and a man who could one day topple Roman Reigns. And if he doesn't yeah. topple Roman Reigns, he's somebody who should be, you know, in the main event of Raw. I mean, he's wrestling Brock Lesnar this weekend at Backlash. So I think it's, I'm not really sure how this is going to play out. I'm, I'm still confused by this creation of this new championship. And I know a lot of people, you know, share that bewilderment as to why they've done this. Um, I think I think Cody's right. I did say this at the time when they announced that this belt was being created, that in years to come, it may well be viewed as a prestigious championship. And, you know, it may this idea may be viewed as a good idea. We, we don't know because we don't know how it's all going to play out. Will it be unified with the belts that Roman holds? Will Cody face Roman at WrestleMania next year for, you know, all three championships? I mean, it was kind of inconceivable that Lesnar and Reigns would have the match that they did last year, wasn't it? That they would unify the belts. That was because they'd done that before, obviously, with John Cena and Randy Orton. And then they very, I can't remember how soon afterwards it was that they separated the belts, but the belts then, you know, split again, didn't they? Or did they create a new belt in the Universal title? No, Universal title was the new one, was it? Yeah, Universal title was the new one because in, in 2016, the WWE champion Dean Ambrose was drafted to SmackDown. Yeah, and so then Raw had to create its own title, which was the Universal, and then we had both of those through till uh, uh, early 2022 when Brock won at day one because Roman had COVID. Uh, he won the WWE title, and then then they unified them at last year's WrestleMania. So, so I mean, they've done this before where they create new titles and then unified them, so they could this could very well happen again next year, couldn't it? With Rhodes and Roman Reigns, if indeed those two do clash again at WrestleMania next year, I mean that. You know that could that could be the upshot of all this to create this mega match for all the belts. We've been here before, haven't we? And then they can yeah. just create another title in a few more years. That's it. I mean, to me, this is the whole the thing that the thing that is frustrating to me at the moment is that <clears throat> I I think they've done a really good job in the last while of making the titles feel important. A lot of the titles have felt very important, including obviously the the undisputed universal title, the IC. They've done work in the US, and I think for every lazy belt swap that we see or whatever or or you know just a creation of a new belt after we've saw these kind of three mega moments that they had to make to, to you know drew sammy and cody and didn't go for any of them and now with the new belt it just does feel a bit it's got a bit of a sour taste to it but then you also had in the element that cody you know cody said in that interview you, he's putting over the new title and like you said he has to do yeah. that but at the same time what 
Cody's probably a great guy to have this world title because he's so good at promos and stuff. He probably will be able to sell you on it. But, you know, they need to be... If, if, if this is the way they're going, they need to be committed to it. But also, Roman shouldn't really have two belts anymore. You know, he, he shouldn't have the 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 WWE and the and the Universal and be carrying them about because it just makes no sense that he's got two and then there's one for Raw. So I just hope that if this is the plan and there has to be a world title that they really do get behind it and it doesn't feel like you know I, I always go back to that the World Heavyweight Championship in 2010, 2011, 2012 when it was clearly an open and match belt. It opened WrestleMania twice in 2011 and 2012. You, know, yeah. you had Mark Henry as the world champion in the big show. You know, if that doesn't tell you that it's not a main event belt, I don't know what does. Even though, you know, they did Mark Henry, his Hall of Pain stuff was decent, but come on. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just a bit frustrated because I feel like we'd made so many steps ahead with all the belts that this just kind of feels murky and, and not as you know clear. It feels like a step backwards, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. It does feel like a step back. It's not and... a step forwards. It's a step backwards, and people are still confused and can't really understand why it's happening. And it, um, well, I guess they they do. They, they, they can't understand it. It's like, well, Roman's not going to lose he, his belts for a long time. Um, they don't want to have anyone beat him for one championship. Presumably, they don't want him to just relinquish one of his belts because then that will devalue the belt that he's discarded. So. You know, that's a tricky one. Um, and it's like, well, we need a belt to represent Raw as the in the main event. And But you're right about Roman holding both belts. I mean, they need to just ditch the universal belt and just reverse to, re- refer to him as WWE champion. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. I mean, because, you've, you've, and then no, you've got... The belt, that's the belt that Bruno held, isn't it? And Buddy Rogers. Yeah, that's the one with the lineage. But then, you know, you've got the, the fact that, you know, this Roman story has been so good. And now it feels like, I think everybody's kind of thinking, right, okay, you know, we heard Roman at the, the press conference after WrestleMania saying the story's just getting started. And I think a lot of us are kind of like, well, what what's the story going to be? Because there doesn't really seem to be one. And all the opponents that Roman's going to have on SmackDown, which we've talked about on Tuesday, you know, Edge or Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, well, they might be decent short feuds. None of them feel major. None of them feel like they're going to be... And you, we've just had these three... I feel like we're going to compare everything to these three big chances they had to 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 put the belt on somebody else, like Drew or like Sammy or like Cody. And I feel like it's just... 
I need I need some hope in the horizon, Finn. I need to see something with Roman and with the title that gives me hope. But I mean, you know, you did mention Bret Hart, right, from King of the Ring '93 when he did the tournament and won the three matches in one night. Yeah, I mean, that might not be the worst thing for Cody to do if he does that and he has three different matches with three different types of wrestlers and and wins. But then again, it's all going to come back to that promo that he has to cut where he has to walk that tightrope of this title means something, but also it's not my ultimate goal. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he can probably get away with it. Um, I mean, in wrestling, a lot of it doesn't have to make sense. I mean, a lot of it doesn't make sense, as we know. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, he could probably get away with it. But I just think if he becomes champion, it'll be met with a sense of deflation because we all wanted to see him defeat, or many of us wanted to see wanted him to defeat Roman Reigns. So it would feel like a consolation prize. As I said, it would feel like it's second best. You know, it would feel like, well, here you go. You know, here's your runners-up medal. That's basically it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, there's that. I mean, I don't know much about football, but I think wasn't that a famous story? It could have been. Is it Graham Sooners or somebody anyway? Somebody who'd um, from uh, it was the FA Cup final of some football uh, final of a football tournament, and his team lost. And when he went backstage in the locker room, the first thing he did was throw his runners up medal at the wall. And um, <laughs> he got to, even though because he wanted to win, and yeah. second best wasn't good for him. I apologize if it wasn't Graham Sooners, but it was some famous football player from years gone by. Mm-hmm. Who did that? Who threw his runners-up medal at the wall and just thought, well, "That's that's not good enough for me. I wanted yeah. to win, you know." And I, and like, okay, I'm second best, but that's not good enough. And uh, that I think, if it, Cody wins the world title, that to me is what it's going to feel like. Maybe you should go backstage and throw the belt at the wall. <laughs> well, they've got a lot of work that they've. The, to do that they've put in front of themselves and they've made their, their jobs a lot more difficult WWE um, than it needed to be but we will we will be here to to every step of the way to yeah I think I think things are going to seem a lot clearer this by this time next week I'm, I'm sure they will on, in terms of the world title and in terms of belt swaps or whatever yeah I think you know things will they will definitely provide some clarity I'm sure within the next week well, listen, that's all the time we've got for today. Um, we will be back over the weekend for an overrun where we take some listener questions. So we're looking forward to doing that. So we hope that you will join us over there. And obviously, as always, Inside the Ropes magazine is our bread and butter that we we do. We love to give you guys, try and give you guys a great magazine every month. So you can, at the moment, pre-order. No, you can't pre-order. You can, you can pick up the new issue that is now out, uh, issue number 32, which is the uh, one with Roman Reigns and Cody on the on the cover. Reigns retains. Um, you can pick that up now, or either in WH Smith in the UK or on the website insideroxmagazine.com. And you can get a digital copy as well if you're not that bothered about the physical print. So um, that's it. The next issue will be out on May 25th. So we are beavering away on that issue now. I finished my Gunter article on Sunday, I think it was. Excellent. Was it Sunday? What day is it today? Wednesday. No, Wednesday. maybe it's Monday. Anyway, at some point, you know what bank holidays are like? You don't even know what day it is. Um, so I finished anyway a couple of days ago. 
And um, so I hope people enjoy reading that. Uh, I thought it was a good piece. I'm going to be doing the cover tomorrow, so I'm not Ooh. sure when that's going to be uh, released, but I'm sure in the next week or so. Um, so okay. it's all system, you know, we're all pressing ahead and next issue, we've got plenty, I can't say anything, about, I can't reveal anything else that's in the issue, but, you know, there's plenty coming up in the next issue that I'm sure you will enjoy reading. Yes, indeed. Well, listen, thank you for all your support, everybody here inside the ropes. We really do appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.